Shalom to all. Today's daf is Psachim daf Chafches. We are starting 10 lines from the top, the last word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored. Bishos Dov Berechani Ben Odet Yehudit Sasya. Hashem should grant him a refuah shlema, but car of mamish. And we continue explaining the mission of Acham, I remember they said, we don't have to burn chametz, we could crumble it up and throw it to the wind, or throw it into the ocean. And the Gemara asked, what exactly were they saying? Do you have to crumble it up and throw it to the wind, and also crumble it and throw it into the ocean? Or perhaps, you could crumble it and throw it to the wind. If you want to throw it into the water, you could throw it in as is, and you do not have to crumble it up beforehand. We had a similar question in regards to Vadzara. Rabbi Yisrael, he said, says, In order to get rid of Avadazara, you crumble it up, you crush it, and you throw it to the wind. Or you throw it into the sea. And they asked, What was Rabbi saying? You crush it and throw it to the wind. And crush it and throw it into the ocean. Or perhaps, You crush it and throw it to the wind. You could take the Avadazara and throw it directly into the ocean. Amarabah, he answers, It's logical to say, Avadazara that's brought to the Yam HaMelach, It doesn't need to be ground up because no boat Boats pass through the Yamamelch, therefore you don't have to be afraid that someone's going to take that by the Zara. But Chametz, Lashana Harskazel, Chametz, it's allowed to be thrown into any body of water by a pier, so then you would have to crumble it up because you don't want someone else taking it. Amalir of Yosef, he responds, Adrab, Ibchamistabra, the exact opposite makes sense. Avoid the Zara, the Lemimisa, Avoid the Zara, that doesn't dissolve by Shrika, so then you would have to crush it up. Chametz, the Mamis, Chametz, which is going to dissolve when you throw it in the water, lay by a pier, so then you wouldn't have to crush it up. And the Gemara says, Tanik of us is Rabba, Tanik of us is Rabbi Yosef. We have a brass like Rabba and a brass like Rabbi Yosef. And Tanik of us is Rabba, we have a brass like Rabba, a Mahach of Midbar, a person is going through the desert, he has to get rid of his Chametz. He shall crumble it up and throw it to the wind. If he's going along in a ship, he has to crumble it up and throw it into the ocean. We have a brass like Rabbi A person's going through the midbar, and he's got to get rid of a vaydazara. He crushes it up and throws it to the wind. If he's going along on a ship, and he's got to get rid of a vaydazara, he has to crush it up and throw it into the ocean. The Gemara says, The fact that we have a brass, so just like Rabbi Yosef, that tells us that we have to crush it up, is a question on Rabbi and Pirik Hashler Yosef. The fact that we have a brass, like Rabbah that tells us that we have to crumble up Chametz is a question of Rav Yosef. The Gemara answers, Shchikel Rabbah Lekasha, there's no stira from the Brysa of Rav Yosef on Rabbah because Holy Amamelch, Halashar Naharis. Rabbah that says that you don't have to crush it up is talking about where you're bringing it to the Amamelch, no one's going to take it. But Rav Yosef's Brysa that's supporting him is telling us that you're throwing it to other rivers, then someone might get it, so you have to crush it before you throw it in. And purely Rav Yosef Lekasha, the fact you have to crumble Chametz is not a question of Rav Yosef, Habachiti, Habanama. One's talking about wheat, and wheat is not going to get ruined by throwing it in the river, so therefore you have to crush it up before you throw it in the water, but bread, which is going to get ruined basically the moment you throw it into the river, so then you don't have to crush it up according to Rav Yosef. There's no stira from Rabba or Rav Yosef's brises on each other. And now we get into the sugya of Chametz Shavrel of a Pesach. The Mishnah says Chametz Shal Nachri, the Chametz that belonged to a Gentile Shavrel of a Pesach. Now Pesach has passed by and it's after Pesach. Motorbano, you're allowed to have benefit from it. Shal Yisrael. However, if a Jew had Chametz over Pesach, Asrbano after Pesach it is Asrbano. Shemar the Pasuk says Lo Yerel Chasor, you are not allowed to have Saor. And the Gemara asks Mani Masnisin, who is our Mishnah? Like Lawyer Behuda, Valer Shimon, Valer Biasaglili, it's not like Rabbi Huda Rab Shimon or Rabbi Saglili, and we will not get an answer to this question until tomorrow's daf. That's because the rest of today we're just going to be discussing what Rabbi Huda Rab Shimon and Rabbi Saglili hold, and we're not going to get around to the answer until tomorrow. And the Gemara says, Mahi, what exactly are their opinions? Whether it's before the Zman, meaning before Pesach itself, or after the Zman, meaning after Pesach, over all of Balav, a person is going to be over Allah if he benefits from it. If it's during the Zman, meaning it's during Pesach, over all of Balava Karis. If a person benefits from Chametz, he's going to be over with a lav and Karis. David Rabbi Huda, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Chametz before the Zman, meaning before Pesach 
And after the Zman, after Pesach, ain't over all of Olaklom, he's not over anything if he benefits from it. Toif Zman, however, during Pesach, then over all of Bakaris Ubalav, he's going to be over Kares and Olav benefiting from it. When Mishash Asr Bachilo, the Brassic continues, and from the moment that it's Asr to Icham, it's Asr Bano, it's Asr Bano, and the Gemara just explains, Asal and Tanakama, that's going back to the Tanakama's opinion, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Whereas Rabbi Yisak Glili, I he says, Tamal Atzmacha, you should wonder on yourself, Hey Chametz Asr Bano, Kal Shiva, how is Chametz Asr Bano, even all seven days of Pesach, there's no Isr Bano, of Chametz on Pesach and for sure not before Pesach. And now we're going to explain Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon's How do we know that if a person eats Chametz from six hours and on, Erev Pesach, that he's going to be Iver Laisase? Shinemar says in a passage, Chametz, you're not allowed to eat Chametz over it. Diver Rabbi Huda, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. Now, the it over here being spoken about in the Pasuk is the Karban Pesach, meaning when the Karban Pesach is being shechted, which is from six hours and on, Erev Pesach, there's an Isra of eating Chametz. So already, Erev Pesach, there's an Isra Lav, according to Rabbi Huda. Shimon Shimon respond to him, are you able to say that? The Pasuk already says, don't eat chametz over it, but then the second part of the Pasuk says, you should eat matzah seven days over it. So, why does the Pasuk have to say that you're not allowed to eat chametz? If the second part of the Pasuk already tells us that you have to eat matzah with the Karim Pesach, obviously you're not allowed to eat chametz with it. So, what's the point of the first part of the Pasuk? And it must be that it's teaching us, when there's a chivasei to eat matzah with the Karim Pesach, which is on Pesach, then there's an Isra of eating Chametz. However, if there's no Chiyavase to eat Matzah with the Karim Pesach, which is on Erev Pesach, so then there's no Isra of eating Chametz. And my time is Rabbi Huda. However, what's Rabbi Huda's opinion? That there actually is an Isra of eating Chametz even when you're Shecht on the Karim Pesach, Erev Pesach. The Gemara says, Tlasa Kroik Sivi, there are three Psukim. It says, Don't eat Chametz. Machmetz is Levin. Chametz is not allowed to be eaten. is another Pasach. One Pasach is teaching us that there's an Isra Lav to eat Chametz even before Pesach itself, meaning from the time of Shechem the Karim Pesach. V'chal Achar Zmane, one's telling us that there's an Isra Lav of eating Chametz after Pesach. V'chal Usach Zmane, and one's telling us that there's an Isra Lav of eating Chametz during Pesach. Reb Shemin, he's going to explain differently. One of these Pesachim is telling us that there's an Isra of eating Chametz during Pesach itself. He needs the Pesach of Chametz Chametz to teach us like it says in the Brayso, in the Elshin is Chametz Me'elav. I only know that the type of Chametz that's Usher is something that became Chametz on its own. It rose just because of the flour and water in this dough. But Machmas Dover Achaminayin, how do I know that there's also an Isra Chametz when something else helped it rise? You put some yeast in it, you put a yeast starter or something else that helped the dough rise. Tamalimer, call Machmetz All types of Machmetz are not allowed to be eaten, even though it needed help from something else to help it rise. So that's what Rabbi Shimon does with that Pasuk. And Loyacha Chametz Mibayale, he needs a Pasuk of Loyacha Chametz or something else. Lechidetan Yerbeisaglili Emer, Rabbi Yisaglili teaches us. Menayla Pesach Mitzrayim, how do I know that the Pesach Mitzrayim, which is the first Pesach that the entire Bnei Israel kept in Mitzrayim itself, that the Isra of Chametz was only one day. Tamalim, the Pasuk says, you're not right next to that, the Pasuk says, today you're leaving, meaning today there's an Isra Chametz, but not all the other days of Pesach. So we see that Rabbi Shimon uses Rabbi Yehuda's Pesachim for something else. And we continue, Rabbi Yehuda, how does Rabbi Yehuda know that Chametz is Asr even though something else helped it rise? Since the Torah uses the word Machmetzes, and the word Machmetzes implies that something else helped to become Chametz. And Rabbi Yisrael Gli Minale, how does Rabbi Yehuda know Rabbi Yisrael Gli's Joshua that the Pesach Mitzrayim only had one day of an Isra Chametz? Either we could say, since the word next to it in the Pesach is Hayyim, today, or we could say, Rabbi Yehuda doesn't darshan when we have one word next to another in the Pesach that we could darshan something. So therefore, he disagrees with Rabbi Yisrael's Joshua completely. And we continue trying to understand Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon's opinion, and we just copy-paste something that we brought at the top of the Amun already. Amar Mar, we had said,
side, how do we know that when someone eats chametz from six hours and on, that he's going to be over loisase? Shinamar says in the pasuk loisaychal of chametz, you're not allowed chametz on it on the carbon pesach. Div Rabbi Huda, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. That's what he had said. Amr Leib Shimon, Rabbi Shimon had responded to Rabbi Huda. Are you really able to say that? It already says in the pasuk that you're not allowed to eat chametz on it, but seven days you have to eat matzah. And the question was, if for seven days you have to eat matzah, obviously you're not allowed to eat chametz. So there's no reason to have that pasuk. So therefore we need that pasuk for something else. And now the Gemara analyzes further. Rabbi Huda Shaper Kamali Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Huda has to answer for himself because Rabbi Shimon actually asked him a good question. Rabbi Huda, and he's going to explain what's the point in the second part of the pasuk. He'll tell you that it's coming to tell us that there's a chiv to eat matzah even nowadays, even though there's no carbon pesach. Rabbi Shimon Lakayv Chayv Minalei. How does Rabbi Shimon know that there's a chiv to eat matzah even nowadays that there's no carbon pesach? Nafkalei. He learns it out. You should eat it in the evening, implying that even though you don't have a carbon pesach, you still have to eat matzah. Rabbi Yehuda, what does he do with this pasuk of miba erev taichlu miba yalei? That teaches us litame. If someone's tame and he's unable to bring carbon pesach, shayib derechachayka, or he's in very far away from the base of mikdash, he went to Nepal backpacking, so therefore he's not able to bring his carbon pesach. Salkadet chamina. I might think halo pesach loyechol. Since he's not able to eat the carbon pesach, matzomar nami leinechol. He doesn't have to eat matzomar. Kamashmon. The chiddush is it says miba erev taichlu in the evening. You have to eat matzah even though you're not able to eat the carbon pesach. Reb Shemin tame vishayib derechachayka leishachra. We don't need a pasuk to teach us that someone who's tummy or someone that's very far away from the base of Mikdash still needs to eat matzah. He's no different than an Aral, someone who doesn't have a bris, or a ben nechar, someone who's considered foreign or far away from Hashem. Rashi explains this is the person who he became a foreigner to Hashem with mitzvahs, that to some extent he denies the Torah. The Chsevet says in the pasuk, anyone uncircumcised may not eat it. It he doesn't eat, meaning the carbon pesach, but he does eat matzah and mar. So therefore, we don't need a pasuk to teach us that someone who's tummy or someone that's very far away still needs to eat matzah. Rabbi Yehuda, and he'll explain, there's no problem, ksiv bahai, ksiv bahai. it says in regards to both people, we have one Pasuk that tells us that a tame and someone who's very far away has to eat matzah, and we have another Pasuk that tells us that a aril also has to eat matzah. It's not considered like we have an extra Pasuk, so therefore, we've understood Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon's shitas, and tomorrow, we're going to start the Gemara, we're trying to understand who our Mishnah is like. Is it like Rabbi Yehuda, like Rabbi Shimon, like Rabbi Yisai Glili, or like none of them? For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.